up, everybody? It's your draft queens, Kate Michelle. And uh, Michelle, today is our... <laughs> Today is probably the most bizarre recording day, I think, that we've had in, in a moment, which we'll get into in, in, in a second. But good morning. Good morning on a Friday. Yeah. This is a tried and true Friday. We've got our coffee here, and we're here to talk football. How are you today? Ooh, ready to get into it. This is the best way to start Friday, the best way to kick off the weekend. Uh, and you know what, Kate? I really need this, this <laughs> excitement about football right now because I watched – the Thursday night game last night, and it was such utter trash that I need something yeah. to uplift my football spirits, and I think that Draft Queens will do just that for me. God, you know, so, all right, let's just, let's get into it anyway. I'll, I'll do my just one thing like I do at the beginning of every Friday episode, but as you can probably hear behind me, and I also watch the football game, Michelle, on a plane, because as you can hear from my recording right now, um, I am, you, you may not be able to tell, but I am on a hotel floor <laughs> in the lobby uh, recording this week, but it's for good reason. I also... Dedication. Dedication, dedication to baby. DQ, 100%. It doesn't matter no, where we are in the world, people. We're always on the mic giving you what you need. Well, here's the issue with this, though, because I was trapped in a metal sky tube and I was forced <laughs> to watch the Broncos indie game last Oof, night. Um, awful. So there is really, truly no worse football than that. And so I'm with you. I'm excited to talk about every other game that's going to be going on this weekend yes. and set our lineups together today. But um, yes, as am I, as am I. Um, well, we have to just clear the air here. <sighs> Kate beat me last week. In our draft yes. means league, by, by two, two measly points, and yes. honestly, it's all Debo Samuel's fault. There was there there was that huge play that he made <laughs> that, like, basically, I think every single member of the Los Angeles Rams tried to and should have oh, tackled yes. him, but because he is a beast, he was not taken down. And my fucking fantasy week went down <laughs> the drain to Kate. So now we are both two and two. I commend you on your win, but you shouldn't have won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I kidding. Did. I'm kidding. I commend you. It, well, thank you. Thank you. You are a fierce competitor as always. I, um, I, I still can't really believe that that garbage time happened with Debo at the end and Ugh. that our, our matchup came so close down to the wire, so Terrible. close. Holy moly! But it was a lot of fun, Michelle, and and we'll have another matchup later this season, so we'll get to do it again. Yes, we will. Okay. Well, in other news, uh, not only did you beat me in fantasy last week, but yes. do you want to talk about your just one thing? Because we got we got some more fun football news. I think I'm telling you, like the hits just keep coming for just one thing with Kate. <laughs> so thank you for this moment. Um, the reason I'm traveling, obviously, and I know I mentioned this um, last week that I'd be on the road. Uh, but the reason that I'm traveling is because I was in Tennessee, or Tennessee. I was in Indy watching the Tennessee Titans game, Michelle. That's where I was. They had a great game too. You got a, you got a you got a good one out there, huh? It was fantastic, and I have to say, like respect to Colts fans too. I had never been to Lucas Oil Stadium like inside inside for a game. Yes, you and I you and I once traveled there and just looked from afar yes. and. Yes. Waved to the inside. Mm -hmm. We had traveled to India at one point, but we didn't actually go to a game that weekend. Um, so I actually, I saw the stadium from the inside and the outside. It was fantastic. Colts fans are so nice and wonderful. Like no heckling to be had, even though I was 
I, I was clad with Titans gear. <laughs> and it was just a really great game. I, I missed going to NFL games in the flesh. Have you been to one since COVID? This is like my first game back. Ooh. No, I have not been to one in a post-COVID world. However, later this season, I will be traveling to Tampa to go see Tommy take on Joe uh... Burrow. So if anyone listens to this show frequently, you know that me going to see Tommy and Joe Burrow yes. is like basically a dream come true. Not sure which uniform or attire to wear because those are my guys but yes. that will be my first that'll probably be my first one back unless uh unless i get out there before but excited that you made it finally to a game in indy and yes. we're, we're able to see your titans it was so much fun it feels like you know back to back to normal you know going and seeing football catching up on football but this is a football show so let's talk football and uh today we've got our uh we've got our running back quarterback wide receiver and tight end start and sit but before we do that we start every episode with uh, major injury updates michelle and we've got you know i say it every week but we've really got big ones this week especially <laughs> selfishly for uh my own lineup so who we got Yikes. who we got who's I out this week uh, in the ever-growing list of injury updates, uh, a really, really tough loss. I know we talked about this game uh, already happening, but still just worth mentioning. Mm-hmm. Uh, Javante Williams going down. That is a huge, huge, huge loss uh, for the Broncos. Uh, uh, we were obviously very high on him, as were Broncos fans and Absolutely. fantasy owners. So that is a huge, uh, a, a huge loss for the Broncos. And speaking of huge losses... Jonathan Taylor, you were there for the injury. You cursed your own player mm-hmm. that you drafted first. Um, he's definitely out this week. Uh, they haven't said how long he'll be out for. Hopefully not terrible, but, um, you know, that is a lot of people's first-round draft pick um, going down last week in Jonathan Taylor. We also saw in a couple of quarterback injuries. Daniel Jones, Brian Hoyer now in concussion protocol. Tua, finally they put him in concussion protocol. Way to go, everybody. That Like, let's save this poor man's brain, please. <laughs> um, Traylon Burks, uh, Cordell yep. Patterson. So, again, we definitely got a bunch of... Uh, a bunch of injuries, not great ones, but uh, beware of all of those. And hopefully as we get into uh, start, sit here, we can um, we can help you stash some other uh, folks. All right. We've got some, we've got a lot to talk about. So without further ado, Michelle, let's get into it. Week five, start them, sit them. Let's do it. All right. Let's get into uh, running backs. We mentioned a few that uh, a, a few great ones that, you know, unfortunately have uh, have gone down, um, but some that are definitely on the upward swing that you mm-hmm. want in your lineups and on your rosters. Um, Saquon. We haven't talked about Saquon, Saquon all season. How's Saquon's he doing? back. He- yeah. Okay. I like to hear that. I mean, he had a monster week last week. And do you think it's here to stay? Do you think Saquon's with us? I mean, having watched, you know, uh, everybody knows that I am not a big uh, Giants fan, but uh, watching Saquon get his groove back is a fulfilling feeling. Like, yeah. you, feel, you know, you feel for this guy. He's he's dealt with very many injuries. Everybody's always been like, he's the next thing. We're so excited. Yeah, and then right. And then he goes down with an injury. So in watching him play, it feels like he is truly back. He looks really strong. He's super amped up. Um, he had, as you mentioned, 
Um, almost 150 uh, rushing yards last week. Yeah. Um, he's catching the. He's catching some passes. He's running. He's getting in the end zone every other game. He just looks strong. Like he looks. Yeah, he looks like he's back. Mm-hmm. He looks like he's strong. He looks explosive. And again, knowing that there's some, there's definitely some wide receiver injuries that the Giants are dealing with. There's also some quarterback issues that the Giants are dealing with. And so, um, you know, Saquon needs to stay uh, in the health that he's in. Uh, yeah. And from a fantasy perspective, you know, he's he's like averaging like 20 points uh, per game right now. So Saquon's back. And uh, again, I'm not a Giants fan. I was really worried slash on the fence about what would happen with Saquon, but I think he just, he looks back. I love to hear that. You you know what? You, and we, we love to see it for him because he's been out for so, so long and just had multiple seasons where he wasn't looking strong. I'm glad to see it for him. I also, speaking of looking strong, what becoming one of my favorite starts this year is Mr. James Robinson. Uh, I don't know if you have James in any of your lineups, Michelle, but I certainly do. Um, I have him in one of my leagues, and I wasn't sure where to hedge in some leagues. If yeah. I should go James Robinson, the Jags weren't sure if this was going to be a Travis Atien year. Who was going to be the number one back? And it turns out, for me, it's James Robinson. Huge start. He is ranked 64th in PPR right now, just in terms of running back ranking. Um, But he's had week one, two, and three have been near, each of those have been nearly a 20-plus point week. And so I think it's becoming very clear, especially in week five, uh, the Houston Texans are literally, on paper, the best possible matchup that that (laughs) not only like the Jags will have, but James Robinson specifically will have against their defense. Um, I think he's going to have a blow-up week, week five. I absolutely could not agree more. He's managed to find the end zone in three out of four games thus far. Um, Struggled a little bit uh, last week, but guess what? They had Philly D. You know, now you're going up against Houston D. I think that this offense returns to form that we've seen over the last couple of weeks. Um, So James Robinson is clearly, uh, you know, showing us that he is the main guy there in Jacksonville. Honestly, I think – think everybody on Jacksonville this week is a play for you against Houston. It's Trevor Lawrence. It's Christian Kirk. Agreed. Um, and as you said, I think James Robinson has emerged as the guy in the backfield there. Um, the Texans give up all of the rushing yards to running back. So uh, I definitely see him uh, having a very nice week. Um, speaking of guys that I'm a little nervous about, and maybe they won't have a nice week, and they haven't had nice weeks, and what do you do? Najee Harris. He's stressing me out. He's I think really, he's stressing a lot of people he's, out. <laughs> he's really, really stressing me out. Um, he has not looked great. He's barely found the end zone. Mm-hmm. He does not look as explosive and strong as he has in years past. He hasn't had a game uh, with 100 receiving, uh, sorry, rushing yards yet. Yeah. Um, I'm starting to think, you know, I, I like to say in week four, it's like, or week two or three, like, give it another week. It's fine. It's week five. I'm starting to want to hit the panic button on Najee Harris. I don't like what I'm seeing. I I don't I hate the matchup against Buffalo. And I'm like <laughs> a little bit nervous slash confused about like now Kenny Pickett's the quarterback. Does that help? Does that not help? Uh, but at this point, I am saying SOS everyone. I'm hitting mm. the panic panic button on Najee. 
I drafted him in one of my leagues really high, as I'm sure other people did. Oh, yeah. Thought I was, thought I was walking away with the winner. And so far, I am not getting the production that I want. And I really don't like this matchup in week five against Buffalo. So I, I'm, I'm leaning towards a sit for him, which is mm. scary and sad for me to say. Okay, well, it, this makes me feel a little bit better because I also have a panic button ripcord that I'm about to yank right <laughs> right into the show. Um, I'm having the same feeling about a potential sit for one of my early draft picks, uh, Mr. James Conner. James Conner on the yeah. Arizona Cardinals is uh, really, I mean, has yet to reach 80 yards in a game for the Cardinals at all this year. And just generally, um, I'm having a tough time with him. I want to see him boom, but he has been busting, busting, um, really just not putting up super impressive points here. And uh, I I might be pulling a ripcord. And they've got Philly. So they have Philly this week. The one one thing I will say, because I agree with you, James Conner not living up to the hype. He totally stepped up as the guy last year. They got rid of Chase Edmonds. They got rid of everyone else. And they were like, James Conner is our guy in Arizona. He is not where he was at the end of last year. Um, The only silver lining I can say here about James Conner Mm -hmm. is – and spoiler alert, this is what we're going to talk about in quarterbacks. The last time that Kyler Murray and Jalen Hurts faced off, there were over 800 passing and rushing yards combined. So uh. I, real, I realize that it is a tricky defense. We literally just said, you know, what happened with uh, James Robinson and, and the Jags kind of getting shut down by Philly D last week. Um, the only silver lining here is that as I said, the last time Kyler and Jalen went against each other, mm-hmm. there was a lot of offense, a lot of passing, a lot of rushing, but the rushing was probably more attributed to Kyler and Jalen. So, you know, I'm still in uh-huh. your boat here where I'm nervous about James Conner. I don't really like this matchup. And from a quarterback perspective, you know, the the matchup of Kyler and Jalen might be more where the fantasy points are lying I versus see. with James Conner. I I am I'm good to good to know that because that will definitely influence our quarterback section in just a second here. Um, but really good to know. I I also have been if we're talking about running backs before we move on. Uh, because of these panic buttons, I'm sure that we all have our our own between Najee and James Conner and others. I'm stashing some folks, so I'm just going to throw this out into the ether. After having watched last night's game with the Broncos, uh, if he's still available in your league and you're interested in a backup for for Javante Williams, who is now out for the season, um, I'm stashing Mike Boone right now for running backs. Uh, You know... How you feel I, I about hear, that? I hear you, and I think if you're a Javante owner, you you should have snagged him off of the waivers because you, you 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 probably needed him. Mm-hmm. But my goodness, that offense is nothing to write home about. Like Truly. they cannot get in an end zone, like no matter Truly. what. So I I agree with you. I think I think I think Mike Boone is is a stash only if you had yes, someone like Javante. I don't think you should be picking him up and getting cute. Oh, Javante's out. Let me go get this guy. Like that offense needs to wake up because Something's like I don't he just they can't get in the end zone. So I it's hard to put any real fantasy value on anyone on the Broncos right now until they can figure out how to click as an offense and how to get in the end zone. Yeah. Well, let's talk about people who actually get in the end zone. Let's talk about two of the most exciting, dynamic quarterbacks of this moment and some really exciting starts for this week. We just talked about it, so we won't harp on this too much. 
Um, but as you said, last time, uh, the Cardinals and the Eagles, a.k.a. Kyler Murray and uh, Jalen Hurts faced off. It, they had thrown for over 800 passing and rushing yards combined. That is Herculean. That is yeah. unbelievable. I can't wait for this game. I would start both of these folks. Uh, yeah, I definitely think you want to start both of these guys. Obviously, Hertz has the edge over Kyler based on, you know, how the team has been performing this year. But I think this is one of those matchups where these guys have a similar style of play. They bring out the best in one another. They're sort of competing yep. for their team, but also competing directly with one another. And so, yes. again, you've said it. They combined for a ton of yardage last time. I don't know that it'll be exactly the same, but I think their level of play rises when they go head-to-head, -head, um, mm -hmm. and this should be... A, uh, a fun one to watch. Um, someone we haven't talked about um, on the football field, but there's a whole lot of drama going on around him <laughs> off the field. Oh, I know what is, you're going to say. <laughs> is Mr. Tom Brady. Now, here's, here's what I will say. The Bucks off to a rocky start. Lots of injuries. Tom's not looking as sharp as he always would be, probably because he's getting a divorce on the, uh, uh, off the field. On the low, which, uh, yes. <laughs> certainly, certainly will uh, mess with your gameplay. That said... He's 10-0 versus the Falcons in his career. He does have a healthy set of wide receivers coming back. I don't think that they're going to, you know, keep dropping games. I, I look, I think Tom's coming out like guns blazing this week against the Falcons. Um, he has some off-field anger to take out as well as some on-field anger to take out, and he's never lost to the Falcons uh, in his career. I do not think that's going to start this week. Mm. So what does that mean for uh, the other half of that matchup, which is, Marcus Mariota. And listen, for those of you listening who I know there are people who are scraping the bottom of the barrel right now for quarterbacks, I'm doing the same thing. We talked about Jared Goff last week. We talked about how horrific, you know, horrific that Russell Wilson looks, Matt Ryan looks. Yeah. They all look like trash. These are some of your QB1s. Um, but now is a really good time to remind everyone not to get too cute um, and Marcus Mariota versus Tampa Bay defense on the other side of that matchup is oh, yeah. uh, is an automatic sit for me. Yeah, that is that is way too cute. Don't go to Mariota here. Tampa Bay defense, you know, arguably is is their strength until their offense is fully, um, you know, healed up and healthy. Uh, Tampa Bay D, it's their superpower. Uh, yeah. I, and, and like I said, I think if Tom gets them amped up on the offensive side, it's only going to uh, amp up their defense even more. I hate Mariota this week versus Tampa Bay. Um, here's, here's, here's an interesting one. Okay. This one's, this one's semi-cute. But more trash quarterback talk. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, you are, well, here's the thing. You already mentioned it uh, and the game already happened, but I just have to say it one more time. Matt Ryan is trash. He's <laughs> sucking the life out of Michael Pittman jr. He is, he is. it's just, it's awful. It's, it's frustrating. Like, I, I used, I used to think that the problem for Matt Ryan was being on the Falcons, but now I'm seeing the same trash on the Colts. And now I think Matt Ryan's the problem and I won't talk about it anymore. Cause I know the game already played, but still, um, I agree. Anyway, this is semi-cute, semi-cute, definitely cuter than Marcus Mariota, but still TBD. Okay, so Geno Smith started mm. off the year with a bang, going against Russell Wilson. Obviously, a lot of animosity there with, you know, the trade and everything. Geno won, you know, that original matchup. Um, he, you know, yeah. was out there saying, like, everybody, everybody signed, you know, signed off on me, but I didn't sign, etc. And to be fair... So far, he has lived up to his own hype. Okay. Now, I, 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 we, I think we both agreed, I, I really didn't like the way 
Um, Seattle's offense was looking, and it was mainly because of the quarterback. I was like, okay, they got DK, they got Tyler Lockett, they got yeah. some decent running backs. I was like, but they don't have a quarterback. They have Geno Smith. Guess yeah. what? He's proven me wrong. He's thrown two touchdowns in three games. He's only thrown <clears throat> two interceptions all season. He's had multiple games over 300 yards. So he's living up to his own hype. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think... To your point, if you are in need of a quarterback, some of these, you know, some of these other guys that have gone gone down, or yes. maybe you drafted Russell Wilson and you're like, shit, that's not working out. Geno Smith is living up to the hype. Now, he has a tough matchup this week. I was going to um, say, you know, yes. He yes. played against Atlanta two weeks ago, then Detroit. Obviously, those defenses not as scary as New Orleans. So I think this week is kind of like a a make or break week for Geno Smith. I I absolutely think he's worth picking up off your waiver wires if he is available. Um, I don't know that he's plug and play for this week because of the New Orleans defense. It's a bit tougher than the defenses he's played in the last few weeks. However, this to me is like the week that he proves it. Is he the real deal going against New Orleans? But either way, I think he's worth picking up off the waivers. He may still be a sit this week uh, given the matchup. Yep. Okay. I like that a lot. And thank you for clarifying that because for some reason in my head, I still have Geno Smith being a jet. And I was like, are they playing the Dolphins? <laughs> uh, but it's also Come 8 a.m. So stick with me, folks. No, Get that, that, cof- get that coffee going, girl. Coffee better kick in right quick. Okay. Um, <laughs> but let's, let's keep moving um, and talk a little bit about wide receivers because – <clears throat> Speaking of uh, the Tennessee Titans, who I'm actually wearing a Tennessee Titans shirt today for the recording, Obvious. although we don't do video, Obviously. but you know, you can all envision it. <clears throat> wow, Michelle, I'm losing my voice, and I think Geno Smith is on the Jets. I'm tired. Um, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about there, there's a Titans Commanders matchup happening this week. Um, that leads my brain to uh, one of the most exciting, somehow, exciting, but sort of a fossil of a wide receiver who's having a hell of a year. Curtis Samuel, um, not the person I expected to be talking about in our start set for week five of the 2022 football season. Uh, We talked uh, preseason and week one about Jahan Dotson over there, uh, a rookie wideout who is supposed to be very good, has turned out to be a sit across the board, and this week is now out. So that opens a huge lane, a larger lane for Curtis Samuel, uh, against the Titans, and and I feel like that's a really great matchup for him. He's also been just way more dynamic and way more point scoring than I could have ever imagined for this season. So yeah. I'm excited <clears throat> about Curtis Samuel. Bizarre, but I'm excited about him. I know it is bizarre. I think we talked about him probably a few weeks earlier of of him being a pretty good waiver wire snag. Um, he's definitely had some competition with Jahan Johnson, but as you mentioned, uh, Dotson, but as you mentioned, um, he is out with an injury this week. So I think that the looks for Curtis Samuel will, um, increase, keep a quick, keep a close eye on him. He didn't practice a few days this week, but we're told that it was because of illness, not injury. So I, I don't, I assume that he'll still be out, um, on the field this Sunday, but just keep an eye on that one. But either way, I think he definitely is a boom candidate uh, this Mm -hmm. week against Tennessee and with one of their other wide receivers out. Carson Wentz is going to have to trust him big time this week. I love that. Um, All right, so I've got got a question for you because uh, I'm I'm between a start and a sit for this player – 
because he hasn't played yet this season. Chris Godwin. Uh, we talked about Tom Brady being a start this week. Uh, he's got a great matchup against the Falcons. Uh, and I've got Chris Godwin on my bench, obviously, because he's been out weeks one through yep. four. But week five could be the week that he's back. Do you think he's a boom? Do you think he's a start? Yeah, I definitely think he's a start this week. He he made it, he made his way back into the lineup last week. Obviously, he didn't have like a massive game, but they they did not they did not have him on a snap count. There was a, mm. there was a lot of conversation before the game would they ease him back in? What would that look like? That was not the case. He was he was in for the majority of the snaps. Um, he had ten targets and seven receptions. So when the ball is coming his way, he is catching it. Um, the game ended up being much bigger for Mike yeah. Evans, but you know what? You know what happens then. This this week, everyone's going to be glued to Mike Evans, and That's that right. might free up Chris Godwin even more. So I really, I'm very happy to see him back and active, and I do believe that he should be in your lineup. Okay, I'm liking it. I'm liking it. Um, I okay. Let me ask one more question then, because here's another name that keeps coming up: uh, Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen, another sort of relic similar to Curtis Samuel <laughs> who oh, poor, poor Adam <laughs> with all due love and respect uh just another one of those names that continues to crop up I keep hearing about Adam Thielen how yep. do we feel about him this week as a start potentially yeah I love the matchup they're playing against Chicago yes. um week over week his targets and his uh receptions have gone up uh as have as have his yards. So he's definitely trending in the right direction, and I absolutely love this matchup against Chicago. Honestly, I thought about him as my bet of the week for an anytime touchdown scorer. Uh, I'm not going with that one. You'll find out at the end of the episode what I am going with. But I think I think Thielen is heating up. I love the matchup against Chicago, and I think he's going to have a great game, likely even score a touchdown this week. I love that. Let's see if they can connect. Um all right, let's talk about a couple quick sits as well. I have a uh, – I'm going to stick on the relic train here and talk about uh, Julio Jones. Yeah, this is going to get some bad press, isn't it? Anyway, um, <laughs> yes. uh, I'm going to stick with that trend and uh, talk about personally one of my favorite players, but just not this season and, frankly, not in the last couple years – Julio Jones, now on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, we just talked about Chris Godwin hopefully being a, bu- uh, a boom this week. Uh, yeah. I think on the other side of that coin, unfortunately, is Julio Jones has proven not to be much at all of a weapon for the Bucks this year, and uh, certainly not for week five with Chris Godwin coming back. I don't think yeah. that that's a good sign for Julio Jones. I don't even know if you want him in not just your, your lineup, but in your roster. Yeah, I think he's definitely droppable as of this week. I think, look, uh, he's one of those players. Look, there's a lot of mouths to feed on that team, and Tom's usually really good at feeding them. I do think that he will be worked into the offense. You'll definitely see him make some cool plays. They'll probably even, you know, do some tosses to him where he's running. Like, they'll use him, but I think week over week from a fantasy perspective, he's not the guy you want on on your roster and is, is likely worth, you know, a, a drop at this point. Um, and then two other guys... You know, we talked a little bit about hitting the panic button on Najee. Um, I'm also, you know, not seeing great uh, output from Deontay Johnson or Chase Claypool um, in Pittsburgh. Uh, Let's see what happens now that they're going to, you know, play Kenny Pickett. Don't know yet if that will help or not. But frankly, both of those wide receivers on Pittsburgh have been outshined by George George Pickens. And uh, I think, you know, um, 
We uh, we called George out on our waiver wire Wednesday social post. He's definitely worth snagging um, as he's really he's getting the majority of the looks. He's making some sick plays. And yeah, like I said, I think I think he's really outshining Deontay and Chase Claypool at this point in that uh, in that wide receiver core. Okay, so we've got we've talked past catchers. Let's talk a couple more different seeming past catchers. Let's let's move to tight ends here real quick uh, and talk about. I mean, arguably, uh, one of the better, not just tight ends, but compared to wide receivers, I'd start this guy all day. Tyler Higby has been doing wonders for my lineup in the tight end spot. And uh, I see you wrote in a very helpful note here, Michelle, that he is the number two target on the Rams behind Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup obviously being the wide receiver one in the league. Uh, that is a great sign for Tyler Higby. So if we're talking tight ends, he has been a wondrous start for me. How about for you? Yeah, I, I, I think he's definitely a start. I mean, most every, mostly everyone else on the Rams uh, offense other than Cooper Cup is not interesting, um, but Tyler Higby is. Um, I think this could be the week that he uh, finally gets in the end zone. That's it. That's it. I hope that it is. And my my uh, my fantasy line, I could really use a Tyler Higby touchdown. Um, however, this happens every year. But, you know, tight ends, this is the time when people are having to start streaming them. So do we have any long shots for who folks should be streaming and who they should be starting? Yeah, here's here's a few long shot names I'll throw out there depending on, you know, where you're currently at. Luckily, we haven't seen a lot of injury in the uh, in the tight end position, so you're probably not having to dig this deep yet, but mm-hmm. um, keep an eye on Tyler Conklin on the Jets. He was pulled over uh, this year, and frankly, that offense isn't looking nearly as dreadful as I thought that they would. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So he's an interesting long shot play to look at, as is Robert Tanyan um, for Green Bay. It seems as though Aaron Rodgers is finally finding his stride. It took him a little bit longer than you would have thought it would have. Um, and he's definitely uh, making some uh, close friends with Romeo Dubs. But um, Robert could be a, uh, a good long shot play. Again, I don't think these guys are like rushed to the waiver wire, get them and play them. But just mentioning their names as potential long shots and also mentioning them in case you have someone like Irv Smith, who that's right, probably is droppable and hasn't really done very much. Um, in Minnesota. And you know what? Maybe you could uh, replace him with one of our long shot ideas here. Okay. I love it. Um, Well, Michelle, as you can hear in my background, potentially, people are starting to wake up in this hotel. I hope everybody feels like they're waking up on this episode, sitting with us for all of our starts and stits for week five. Um, I like this. I like this. But we couldn't call this a Friday DQ episode if we didn't get to our DQ bet of the week. So um, usually we choose between a same game parlay, a money line, a player prop, or a DFS long shot. Um, But Michelle, you are money line Michelle for a reason. And so (laughs) I got to turn it to you. Which category do you want to take this week? And and what's what's your bet of the week? All right, so we've talked a lot about these these matchups and um, who we like, who we don't like. I am going to go with a multi-game parlay. Ooh, baby, yeah. Going to make it interesting. Make it I, interesting. Okay, so we love the matchup with the Jags against uh, Houston. I'm going to say take the over on team points for Jacksonville in that game. Love that. I love Par- that. 
parlay that with our boy Tommy going against the Falcons. I think he's going to come out and shred them. I would like to also take the Bucks team over in that game. Okay, I see that for and sure. And then to make things even more interesting, I'm going to I'm going to look at that stat that we talked about for Kyler and Jalen from last year and say that it's going to be more of a shootout than a defensive game. And I'm going to take the combined over in the Phillies Cardinals game. So I'm hammering the over this week, everyone, in these three games. These all feel right in line with everything we have talked about today. I love the Jacksonville over there looking so good. I love taking the Bucks over this week because Tom Brady's got something to prove both on the field and off the field. <laughs> and I love the combined over because that 800-yard stat uh, for the Cardinals, Philly, Kyler, Jalen stat is just absurd. So I'm with you on this one. I would put my money on this multi-game parlay. Thank you, Moneyline Michelle. Anytime, anytime. All right. Well, unless there is anything else that you you would like to say to our beautiful, wonderful DQDs and listeners, I think that about wraps it up for today. I think it does. I, I'm over here looking at my uh, looking at putting in my uh, in my bet right now and seeing. seeing oh, so you're betting off. on the mic? Well, yes. Yeah. I, I want to see what the I want to see what the odds are that I've now told everybody to uh, to parlay. Um, because last time I I'm I'm actually over with all my bets, so I. I do apologize. Um, <laughs> no, this is I, the one, though. This is a good one. But as we've said, there is no crystal ball. I never claim that that I have one. Um, so I'm just putting in my uh, this the combined over here. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, everyone, put in those bets. Get everybody in your lineup. Michelle's literally putting her money where her mouth is as we are speaking. So yes, yes. put your bets in. And, uh, and remember, we are here every Friday and Monday morning. So if you want to keep betting with us, tune in at 8 a.m. Eastern on Fridays. And on Mondays, uh, we'll be back with our huddle episode, which is our weekly news roundup of all the biggest headlines in sports. So follow us wherever you listen to podcasts for free. You can find Draft Queens on Amazon Music. Special shout out to Amazon Music this week specifically because we are on the front page of the sports Amazon music page in the Beyond the Sidelines section. So if you're an Amazon listener, go find us there. Uh, But anywhere, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your shows. And uh, we'll be back to you on Monday morning at 8 a.m. So I'll see you then, Michelle. Love it.